Welcome, gang, to another episode of Joe's Comics Corner. I'm your host, Joe, and I today I walked down the corner, walked down the street to a special corner, and found myself in the, in the, in the house of my good friend, friend of the show, freaking guest, Richie Garofalo. So, Rich, um, welcome, Joe. Thank you, Rich, for, for welcoming to your home. And before we start this episode, we got a, a little bit of uh, um, technical uh, precursor. We had trouble getting. <laughs> We really, I messed up great. And uh, I sent Rich the invite and thought, okay, we're going to do that on his invite. But apparently the invitee cannot inaugurate the broadcast. So it took us an hour plus to find out how to get back in and restart this. But we did it. We pulled it off. We, I, but I was as guilty as anybody because I decided to, um, uh, what, what do you call um Microsoft update. update. I decided to update my laptop um, an hour earlier and um, never checked to see what that was going to involve. Right. And that involved nonsense. nobody, nobody um, receiving social security should try to update any of their devices. No. That's the lesson we learned here today. Yeah. <laughs> People our age should not be doing this. But in any event, Rich came up with a great idea for a, for a comics corner. And that was our favorite Silver Age artist. From the Silver and Bronze Age. And if they trickle into the Modern Age, that's fine too. But we have a list of names we're going to talk about. Artists that we're going to uh, uh, you know, start with. Start with, And we'll see where that takes us. As usual with these things, we never know where we're going to go. Uh, any trip to any corner. We, we wound up in a swamp once. We wound up, wound up in a swamp twice in these comic corners, right? So who knows where we're going to wind up. But here we go. So Rich, why don't you start us off with your, your favorite artist from that era? Oh, well... It starts with Kirby, um, although I have to say it probably really started with Kurt Swan because I was a Superman fan first. He's my um, guy. So, uh, you know, Kurt Swan, clean, nice pencils. Um, let me see. I made a note about something. Ah, uh, yeah, clean. I, I decided I was going to put one word descriptions. Oh, that's kind of cool. Okay. So we'll see whether where it takes us or whatever. But uh, Kurt Swan was my Superman growing up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there was Al Plastino. There was Wayne Boring. John Forte. Uh, John Forte. Right. Uh, Jim Mooney. Jim Mooney. <laughs> those, those guys didn't do it quite as often as the no. other the other three. Um, it, as far as I get. Oh, and then you got um, Kurt. Um, oh, Kurt Schaffenberger. Yeah. Lois Lane. Uh, Lois Lane. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love his art. And I, and I I loved his Superman as well. He didn't make um, my list. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is the list that goes on and on. Um, so, I, anyway, it's, those were great. And I loved um, copying those, that artwork. And, um, you know, Joe's here in my basement. Yeah. We're side by side. We're touching each other. Yeah, we're sitting at the ping pong table. And the, getting yeah. getting this episode to start was like a ping pong match. Yeah. <laughs> uh, technically. So it, it's all, it all comes together eventually. Yeah. Uh, I wrote down... Richie was smarter than I, because he's, he's the artist here, yeah, I'm not. But he wrote down one word to describe the artist's work. I wrote down the artist, what the guy, what do these artists worked on. So when I think of Kurt Swan, I think of Superman, Legion of Superheroes, and Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. And he also did a lot of Lois Lane covers before, and some Lois Lane interiors before Kurt Schaffenberger was given the book entirely. But uh, yeah, I didn't know as a 10-year-old about clean lines or anything like that. I didn't have the autistic eye, but I knew I liked what I saw. And I knew when Kurt Swan did a Superman story, 
as a poet, why am I talking to the computer instead of talking to you? <laughs> we this can is, face each other. Yeah, it's it's good this isn't on video. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Rich, I didn't understand why I like Swan, but I knew when I saw uh, Wayne Boring or Al Plastino, I knew I liked Swan better. Yeah. I, I yeah. guess it was just the way he drew, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah or what, what can you say? I, you, we're not here to... Uh... Not here to put down, we're not here to put down Plastino and no, no, Wayne no, Boring no, either. no. I and I would probably say out of the three, it was Kurt Swan, Plastino, and then Wayne Boring. That's where I would go to. Okay, um, Boring had a very, very distinct characteristic to his guys that, um, yeah, but he, he drew Golden Age Superman to match, um, Schuster or what Siegel and Schuster, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. and and. But that's we were talking about this yeah. earlier that um, some a lot of artists, at least in the golden age, were you know they were hired to copy, so you wouldn't know who was actually doing because the it was it was a studio, oh, right? Bob Kane. Yeah. Okay. Bob Kane made sure that his name was on everything, everything. and it was drawn in his style. His style. Sheldon Muldorf drew in his style. Yeah. Uh, Lou Schwartz drew in his style. Dick Sprang, I think. Yeah, Dick Sprang was a lot improved. better than Oh yeah, uh, but he—it was similar, but it was a lot better. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So um, yeah. I, it's great that we started off with Kurt Swan because I, you know, he's, he's the guy, man. I mean, right. but you mentioned Jack Kirby. Let's well, yeah. talk about. Let's talk about the King. Okay, the King, Captain America, um, just sucked me right in. And my my one word description for Kirby is action. Yeah. Okay. I mean that's. That's what he's all about. Um, I, and it, it's not what he's all about. I mean, he's just... It's about a lot of things. He's a, a lot of... God, I mean, he was incredible. He was a concept guy too, right? Yeah. I mean, we don't know, to the, and we'll never know the full story, who created what, vis-a-vis -vis Lee and Kirby. But we know that there was a collaborative effort. And so we, if, if there's a Fantastic Four, if there's a uh, Thor, if there's a Galactus and a Silver Surfer, we know Kirby was as much involved, if not more so, than Lee right. in the creation of those characters. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, I put down Fantastic Four, Thor, Hulk, X Avengers X-Men, I forgot Captain America. Oh, <laughs> so, right. yeah, yeah, how can I do that, right? It's Rich's favorite character. And he was co-creator. Yeah, but Simon and... Duh! Okay. <laughs> So I think, um, yeah, yeah, so that was bad, bad move, bad move on yeah. your part. Bad move on that. One demerit. Okay. All <laughs> um, right. Um, pick, you want to pick next one? Or should I? No, go ahead. All right. My next one is Carmine Infantino. Yes. Also started in the Golden Age, right? Yeah. Kind of yeah. like probably after the war, I think. Yeah, yeah. probably a little yeah. after the war. I, based on some of the books that I read and stuff, yeah, he was probably, but still late 40s yeah. and into the 50s. And he, too, his style... Progressed. Changed, progressed. Oh, it's changed a lot. Yeah. I mean, I like I've seen his Golden Age stuff on on his um uh Black Canary and his Flash. And it's very mm -hmm. nice, but it looks it's not as dynamic as his Flash, Adam Strange, and or even his Batman in in the in the Silver Age. And I, I when you think of Com when I think of Comedy Infantino, I think of the Flash. Right. I think Me too. Old, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um how he was able to convince convey that sense of speed, not only with lines, but with multiple what do you call that multiple figures? Is it there's a term for that, right? Animation. After, after images, is that after images? Okay. Yeah. Right, so, Very yeah. good. Yeah. Once in a while, when my brain gets congested, an idea comes out. But uh, yeah, I mean that I he was just and then of course Carmen Infantino became art director of DC and then publisher, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, the, um, the artists did get to grow. Yeah. Um, but there were other 
issues with creation and, and artwork at this time. Well, we'll get to, maybe we'll get to that with Neil Adams. Um, but okay. Um, okay. So guilty. Well, before we move to, off of Carmen Infantino, we were speaking about this offline. Uh, I had read somewhere that Infantino did not like being inked by Murphy Anderson. He, because mm. he thought he was playing too much with his pencils, but do you, uh, who do you prefer inking Infantino? Giella or Murphy Anderson? <laughs> I don't care. You don't care. Uh, well, I, 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 I don't. I, I understand because I just want to see coming in as art. And to be honest with you, back then when I was reading them, they didn't tell us. No, they didn't. That's right. Okay. The only it was yeah, in they, the late sixties that a Gardner Fox book would give you credits: right. Flash, Justice League, Green Lantern, uh, Adam, Hawkman. But in a uh, uh, Weiss's Superman family book. It's up for grabs. You don't yeah. know. Who, I mean, yeah. you, you knew after a while the styles, right. but you didn't know who was doing what or who was writing the stuff. Either. That was that used to make me crazy. So that's that's our all right. So comment in Fantino, who do you got next, Rich? Well, I'm I'm gonna jump on. I'm gonna jump onto yours. Okay. I like I like the, your list. Um, and we have this very similar so, yeah. things. But Gil Kane, uh, I think it just goes in with DC right now. So let's let's stick there. And Gil Kane, honestly. I like Gil Kane better when he went over to Marvel. Okay. Okay. Um, that's me personally. I think his style changed slightly. Oh, yeah. It, it, um, it, his I, DC work is simpler, right? His Green Lantern. Yeah. Especially yeah. his Green Lantern. Um, and I think, and even his Adam. Oh, yeah. Well, I think DC, um, whoever was in charge at the time, pulled in the reins on these guys. I and I right. think. When they made the switch to um, Marvel, it was more yeah, the way Marvel did their um, comics were they discussed the story. They were um, they weren't given the detail of what was supposed to be in every panel. They were told the story, and then the artist was told draw this story. Bring and back then, the twenty pages, and bring, then the writer. Yep, and then the writer would fill in the balloons and stuff, and write to the artist's um, work. I think. Is well, fantastic. You as an artist would appreciate that, right? Yes. Because yeah. you get to be really a creator of the story, not just yeah. a guy who's just drawing the figures in the story. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's why these guys um, were able to um, have a, they had the more freedom when they went to Marvel and they were able to, to um, develop their um, style, mm. you know, when they went there. They were still great with DC, but I personally liked them even better when they went to marvel there are there are only a few issues of spider-man where john ramita inks john ramita senior inks gil kane but those yeah. are some of the most incredible looking oh, comic books of all time absolutely. absolutely and it's the death of um gwen stacy those two issues yeah he's that's ramita inking gil kane and it's just absolutely gorgeous work absolutely yeah. absolutely i mean both of those guys are, are Giants. Giants, yeah. Okay. And he's John Ramit is on both he's, of he's our on, lists. Yeah. I don't know. He's too far down on my list. Oh, he's a, no, he's number but, well. We didn't do this in any I no, didn't do I this just, in any specific order. Um I just put Ramita the names on that came there. to my mind first, right? But Ramita, um, I absolutely loved his stuff. His I don't know, he just strikes me as um not that this is why I liked him. I, I didn't know about this. The uh, romance comics. Oh, I mean, yeah. It looks like, you know, his his women and, you know, it looks like, uh, what's his name? Um, 
Never mind. Okay, well, uh, the, the pop art guy, um, Andy Warhol. Yeah, Andy Warhol. I mean, he did a giant, yeah, comic strip with the girl going, you know, swooning, swooning over yeah. somebody. That looked like it could be um, John Romita's work. He was probably copying John Romita because that's probably. what Andy Warhol did. He, yes. he took a panel out of a comic book he liked or, or that spoke to him. He redrew it, and boom, it becomes a work of art. It's hanging, but Romita's work never hung in the Museum of Modern. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Andy Warhol, I think that's an inequity that should that should be uh, that should be corrected. Corrected. Um, when I think of John Romita Sr., I think of Spider Man and Daredevil. And yeah. think about, and we'll get to Dick Ditko later, I'm sure. We will, of course, we will. Think about coming in after. How do you follow Steve Ditko? Right, I know. And he did, yeah. and apparently the sales went up. Ditko, okay, he's on my list, but Ditko, I've got him marked down as strange, unique. Yeah, all Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, yeah. It, it <laughs> yeah. just falls into place. Um, I love it. I mean, I've got that production art of uh, Hulk yeah. over there. I mean, I, I think that's gorgeous. That's, that's beautiful. This Hulk looks like a combination of a Frankenstein monster and a professional wrestler. <laughs> but, um, you know, I mean, he was unique. And I could understand sales going up, though, with Ramita. Ramitas were prettier pictures. Well, prettier, I'm glad you said that because uh, the first time we see Mary Jane Watson, who I think is the prettiest comic book female character in the history of comic books, even uh, prettier than Lois Lane. I know not prettier no. than Terry Hatcher, but you know, we're talking about we're talking about drawings here. Yeah. Um, Face the Tiger, you just won the jackpot. Yeah. This uh, amazing SM 40 or 41, I'm not sure which one, but um, yeah, and there's no way Steve Ditko could no was gonna. Um, I thought his Gwen Stacy because she she had these things in her hair. I guess the they clips. were berets, clips. Yeah, berets. Yeah, I thought she had horns, <laughs> and I never liked her because of that. And, and then when we got married, oh look at oh Peter, dumped the blonde and go for the the wild redhead, you jerk. <laughs> She's a party girl. You'll have so much fun with her. You know, and then of course they kill off Gwen, and it's like I, I felt terrible about that. <laughs> it was all your fault. It's my fault, yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, John Bermudez, and then you know he spawned a uh, a son who uh, also did. The, yeah, I mean his work is eyes. incredible, yeah, right? yeah. and his well his art just kept growing um, as he went on. I yeah. mean, yeah, I remember we had a um, I, I don't know it was a a game or something um, one of the times at the store and I put up uh, pictures um, and said, who's the artist? And I pulled up Ramita oh. Jr. Um, in an early issue and nobody got it. Um, this is early stuff. Looked like his dad, right? It's yeah. Yeah. A weak impression. Yeah. Yeah. Dad. But, um, but yeah, his style, his style is totally changed, but I do like junior senior when he got the assignment to do Spider-Man. Uh, he came off uh, about a year's worth of Daredevil, and then he got the Spider-Man assignment. I read that he he said that he was trying to draw Spider-Man like Ditko, and, and it wasn't he wasn't feeling it. And then finally, I would a confab with either Stan or some other artist said, just be yourself. And uh, he 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 embraced his his romance artist uh, you know chops, yeah. and it worked. And that's again it worked, and the, and the sales soared. And Spider-Man took over the, as the number one selling Marvel comic. He passed the Fantastic Four, and John Romita. Wow. Yeah, wow. so. Live and learn. Yeah, that's yeah. why I'm here. Yeah, so go ahead. <laughs> so anyway, who, who do you got next? Uh, let's see. Okay. Um, well, who have you got next? I got Neil Adams next. Oh, uh, 
Okay, let's let's go to Neil Adams. Although he's he's late no, Silver Age, late, more bronze. That's right. true. Yes, but and and this is we were talking offline again, and um, we both, both didn't, didn't like him, no. him at first. As, um, as kids, we didn't get it. Yeah, we did yeah, not. he was too realistic, or or what? I, I, it's hard to say. It's like looking at Picasso. Here I am today. Wait a minute. I still I still don't get Picasso. I get Monet and Manet and Degas, but I don't get Picasso. I'm sorry, I don't get them at all. I don't get uh, him at all. I, I wouldn't compare. No, no, but I'm just saying, no, no, he's not Picasso life, but I mean it's like it's great art. Yeah. But it takes it a while to appreciate it. Yeah. And when I first saw his Superman covers, oh Superman looks like he went on a diet. Yeah. Is, he, is, he, is he malnourished? What's wrong? He's too skinny. But then uh when he hooks up with uh Denny O'Neill. Detective Comics 395, Secret of the Waiting Grace. First O'Neill uh, Adams confab. Changes comic, changes DC. Brings back the Dark Knight. Yeah. And, and, and you know, and they didn't do it. I think they only did 10 or 12, 13 together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. O'Neill and Adams. But they're some of the greatest com looking comic books of all time. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, he, he became my definitive... Batman artist. Yes. So, yeah, I got him for Batman, Dead Man, and X-Men. Remember, he did yeah. the X-Men before he came yes, to DC. that's right. And that book, he left that book and it got canceled. Well, it, that's why they put him on that book, because that book was nosediving anyway. And they put this young artist on the book. Uh, he worked mostly with, uh, I think, Roy Thomas. And a couple of issues, I think he worked with Denny O'Neill also. Okay. But, yeah. Was, so it closed, He uh, X-Men stopped. At the end of um, his run, the last issue was was penciled by Sal Bushima. Okay, all which right. Is a very nice looking issue, by the way. Okay, and then just before him, then would have been Werner Roth. No, there was Barry. Uh, oh, Smith. Barry Smith. Oh, early Barry Smith uh, was also a, 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 an acquired taste. Yeah. Oh, God. You know, you, you think of Barry Smith, you think of Conan, which is gorgeous. But early yeah. Barry Smith was. Yeah, it was like a weak, weak, weak man's yeah. Kirby. I didn't get it at all. Uh, yeah, he was, he was, he was, I think he was trying Kirby and also um, Herb Trimpey. Oh, yeah. But, I, yeah. but Trimp, uh, he's an acquired taste too. Yes. I'm sorry. Uh, he was an inker really first before he was yeah. um, an art. He was given the reins of yeah. Hulk. I mean, and he can get away with Hulk because who cares? <laughs> well, I tell you, ugly when, is ugly. Is... When, he, when uh, Trimpey was inked by uh, Marie or John Severin, his Hulk looked really damn good. Yeah. So, but then, because those are two great artists. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, Neil Adams is a quiet taste. I didn't get him. Uh, until but we both later. love him now. Oh yeah, we we think he's you know, he's right up where they right up there with Jack Kirby and Carmen Infantino, of course. Yeah. Um, I have Steve Ditko. Who do you have next? I have Steve Ditko next. Okay. Uh, uh, See, so yes, Steve Ditko's up there. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Steve he was number four on my list. Not that he was number four on my list of all time, because like I said. I described him in my one word, strange slash unique. Um, and he he had unique pencils, as yeah. we already alluded to a little earlier. When I think of Steve Ditko, and I don't think, I didn't think of this back then when I was a kid, obviously. Nice pictures. I, I like, I like Swan. I like Swan a little bit boring. I like this guy. I like, but I think Steve Ditko was the first guy I, I, re, I, I came to realize who was, who was telling a story. Because when you look at a page, you can extract the words from the Steve Ditko page, and you know exactly what the hell is going on. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and I, I hands down, I totally, totally agree. Great storyteller. Yeah. Right? Um, and I don't know. It's a combination. 
but being the artist, being handed the script, and then producing what he produced made the writer's job a lot easier. Yeah. Okay? Where DC... And Lee needed a lot of help because he was doing a lot of books. <laughs> they were... They were giving him, they were giving them the script and almost panel by panel description of what they wanted. Yeah. And you you couldn't look at it without reading the words. Exactly. Okay. I mean, a DC book. And, um, but Ditko, he could tell a story and the, the one with the machine on him. When oh, Sp uh, Spider-Man 33. Yeah. That, I mean, that is just all of the his. The first four pages are probably the best, some of the best Spider-Man artwork ever, if yeah. not the best Spider-Man artwork ever. Yeah, oh and his Doctor Strange was strange and oh, trippy. Yeah. And he, he created these these magical uh, worlds, these these other dimensions, and you really felt like, and from what I know about the man, no, he was not doing anything <laughs> uh, to, to enhance his uh, uh, abilities, like, like the guys that came in later on, late 60s and early 70s. Uh, he was a very straight shooter, but he just was able to tap into into this other world. He had this yeah. wild imagination. And his but Doctor yeah. Strange is incredible. Um, yeah. I think our first show's comics corner was, I think it was Doctor Strange 1, not Doctor Strange Tales 110, that James and I talked about the first Doctor right. Strange story. All in six pages. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the other thing. Uh, these these comics... Uh... They they stretch them out now. They real they really do. Uh, who do you got next? All right, John Buscema. Oh, that's what I got. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, wow. I my single word adjective to him was power, powerful. Yes. I mean, his Conan I, Avengers. Okay, that Avengers comic. I, I don't have him, I don't have Conan down for him. <laughs> I got Avengers, Thor, and Silver Surfer, but not Conan. So I'm adding that right now. So that's that's the uh, John Buscema cover. It's gorgeous. Okay. Um, this was probably one of the first um, covers that I copied. Um, the, the style. The of cover the which he's talking about, stuff. folks, is uh, oh. X Men Forty Three: The Power Magneto. There's a giant Magneto in the middle, and there's the the five original X Men attacking him, and they don't look like they're doing too well. <laughs> <laughs> but they're 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 not looking defeated. They're no. they're in the, on the attack. It was. Uh, oh yeah. Anyway, this his artwork is powerful and, Very powerful. and I just I actually met his wife. I actually met John Buscema. What well, you don't go there? Yeah, tell us about okay. that. Okay. Um, I, mean, I went to the John Buscema School um comic book apprentice uh school in uh I think 1973-1974. And um four classes were taught by John and um and then the next four classes were taught by uh, John Ramita Sr. Wow. And then followed with um, Marie Severin. Wow, again. Okay. So, I mean, we're, you know, this like, school was the superstars were like there. The Beatles minus one. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I've got uh, some Marie Severin overlays that I showed Joe earlier. Yeah, Richie's got corrections from Marie Severin. Can you imagine that to be corrected by Marie? If you people are not familiar with Reese Seven's artwork, Google it, look it up. She was spectacular. There's no other way to describe it. Yeah, I, I've got her down as the rock because she she fixed everything. Yeah, that's what. I yeah, mean, that's, she was. From what I understood, she was the fixer. She she did some of her own pencils on um, a number of comics, Hulk being one of them. But um, you know, she was the fixer. Yeah, I probably probably should have used the fixer instead of the rock, but I just I well, think she's a, it's she's 
solid and um and her brother was a spectacular artist i just recently picked up volumes one and two of of john severin's charlton comics billy the kid really five to six seven page stories the stories are kind of dumb but the artwork is beautiful and it's reproduced reproduced very well in these nice these nice very inexpensive color uh, uh collections and um so again um uh, if you're not familiar with the Severins, brother and sister, that's your that's your assignment tonight, folks. <laughs> if any take anything out of this, look up Marie and John Severin. Yeah, yeah, they are John, so, I mean, so John, underappreciated. John, it's incredible the detail that yeah. he put into his work. When many when we people talk about Nick Fury, Asian of Shield, we'll get to the guy who was most associated with that. Uh, before that particular artist took over, it was it was first was Kirby, then it was Severin, and Severin did a lot of the covers too. John, yeah. And then he worked with, um, uh, what he, he did some Hulk, obviously. He did uh, a lot of war books over at yes. DC. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. He did Sergeant uh, Fury. Sergeant Fury. Uh, um, he was kind of like the understudy to the, the Sergeant Fury artist, whom yeah. we're going to get to also. So, that's John Buscema, Marie and John Severin. And, and um, oh, I want to say one thing about John Buscema. Um, Silver Surfer. Number mm-hmm. four. I think you're familiar with the coverage. Yeah. Yeah. Four yeah. versus the Silver Surfer. Yeah. I forgot that statue. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that book was inked by his brother, Sal. And I think it is the best illustrated comic book that I have ever seen. It's it's incredible. It's absolutely. There's a scene of Mephisto sitting on his throne oh. that is just, that should be in the Museum of Modern Art. Push out the Warhol and the other guy, the other, the, other, the other pop artist, and get the real. These are the real pop artists. These yeah, guys, these yeah. guys and girls, they should be on display somewhere. But yeah, uh, we we were we were in Italy at a museum, and I don't know the damn name of the museum at the moment. Doesn't matter. There was artwork up there. I don't remember the artist. I did take a picture of it. And I've got it on my phone somewhere. I'm not going to go looking for it. I'll show it to you later. No, if we touch another device, but we can, we can kill this thing. Kurt Swan. Really? In Italy? But it's not Kurt Swan who did it. It's an artist an doing it's, a rendition an, an of Kurt artist? Swan. Huh? Was, was it now? Was it Kurt Swan? Is it a Superman Kurt Swan? Yes, Superman Kurt wow. Swan. Wow. All he's and doing it, is just, he's standing there. You'll probably recognize the cover that it was stolen off of. Oh, I'm sure I will. And it's in a museum. I probably have the book. Kurt wow. Swan's not in a museum. Well, Dave, Kurt Swan. See that? Well, um, no, all kidding aside, uh, and uh, for a serious moment here, uh, European people respect comic books a hell of a lot more than we do here in America. Wow. They don't see it as popular art. They, they see it as art. And um, they've always, you know, uh, they've always elevated it where, you know, here up until maybe within, you know, the last 20 years, it was just something that was at the counter in the, uh, in the candy store or the, or, the, or the Save Mart to be picked up by a 10-year-old. Yeah, and that's yeah. Uh, it was affordable back then. Yeah, <laughs> we won't go there. Twelve cents, right, Rich? <laughs> yep. Okay. All right. Who so, let's see. Um, he did. Wow, uh, one, one artist. We came up with like five different people there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I that's know. It? Um, let's let's just try to stay more in a chronological kind of thing. Okay. I'm gonna go. Oh. I'm going to go back. Gene Colan. Oh, I got him on. I got him. Gene Colan. I, Iron Man, Daredevil, Doctor Strange, Samaritan. Fantastic artwork. Uh, I mean, what are, shadows. And Batman when he came to oh, DC. Yeah, yeah. I forgot that. Yeah. I'll write this down. Uh, but it's 
You know, his... And Dracula. And Tomb of Dracula. Oh, and Howard the Duck. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, I mean... But he was... Yeah. Uh, he was more realistic-ish. He was or, very stylized, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of shadow. A lot of moody. Yeah, a lot of shadow. Moody. moody. Yeah. Uh, that's why he's not, he, he didn't have a long run on Doctor Strange. He took over when Ditko, Ditko left. No, that's not exactly true. There was Marie Severin in there and, and I think um, someone else. But he had to run on the book when the book became Doctor Strange, more or less. Dan Atkins, right. he left, and then he, he took over with Roy Thomas. And they did some really trippy stuff. And then the sales went tanked. And, you know, and then there was a few years without Doctor Strange. But uh, it's worth looking at. Yeah. Oh, now, I read somewhere that when he, by the time he got to DC, when he was doing Batman, um, that he didn't model or do underdrawings and that his figures sometimes looked like they were half done. Is that, do you get that? I, I, I think that's. I don't remember. Somebody trying all. to just, you know, talk smack about him. I don't know. Right. There's no reason to talk smack about him. No. No. Okay. I like that. Gene Cohen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who had a, a pseudonym Adam Adam Austin when he came to when he came to oh and Gene Colan did a lot of romance books too he was Adam Austin he was Adam Austin yeah oh, with th those Iron Man issues in, in Tales to a st uh, of suspense uh huh Adam Austin that's Gene Colan oh. oh well you know Mike Esposito was Mickey DeMeo okay um a lot of these guys had pseudonyms but Gene Colan like John Romita Senior like uh, Buscema John Buscema uh, had a, did a lot of romance comics. Colin worked for DC romance books back in the day, and also did westerns. Right. Let's not forget the westerns. Yeah. What do you got? What, Richie's what looking around his, his room here. I'm looking around the room, and we'll go. We'll go back to that. Okay. There's, right. there's a, you know, it just indicates all these characters are ones that I I I liked and would duplicate. There you go. You know, I mean, they're they're all over there. Um, okay. I got Murphy Anderson next. One. Okay, Murphy? sure. Murphy Anderson. Most people think of him as, a, as an inker, right? Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Murphy Anderson had a uh, had a twenty plus issue run on the volume one of Hawkman. Uh, Murphy Anderson, the Atomic Knights. Right. Oh, I forget which mystery book that was in sci-fi book. It was either Mystery in Space or or um, the other one. Can't think of it now. But uh, great. Uh, Strange Adventures. Strange Adventures. Thank you. But I think most people know Murphy Anderson when he started inking first on the covers in the late 60s, inking Kurt Swan Superman books. And then DC got the idea to put him on the uh, interior with Kurt Swan. And for three years, you had some of the most beautiful Superman work you've ever seen. Yeah. It, they, they even combined their names to Swanderson. Oh, did yeah, they? Yeah, that's, they, and that's how you they used to be referred to. And tell me if I'm wrong, because you're the artist here, I'm not. His his inking was probably done more with a brush, right? When you, when I would you look say at, so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And I, it it had this very light, airy look to it, but I think it also enhanced the artwork, and it just made it look I don't know very. It was very bright. I loved his his work his inking on Kurt Swan, and uh, it's just some of my favorite, if not my favorite Superman artwork of all time, Swan and Anderson. Yeah. Can't can't argue with you. Great, 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 great artists. Yeah. And a lot of these artists and inkers, Dick Giordano, who's known as an inker, yeah. did a lot of artwork before mm -hmm. that. He was also an editor. He was he was EIC of DC at one point. So just because a guy's an inker doesn't mean that he or she isn't a good artist. Right. 
Yeah. So, who do you got next? Nick Cardi. Oh, all right, Nick Cardi. Okay. Yes. And I, yeah, he's. Where the hell is he? Okay. <laughs> Here he is. Okay. Aquaman and the Teen Titans. And yeah. To say the least, yeah. Enjoyable. Yeah. That's my word for his art. Okay. He, I, he, I, to me, it was fun. I mean, Teen Titans, Batlash. Yep, Batlash. You know, you the Teen Titans up. comic book and the Batlash comic book here. Okay. I mean. The expressions on the faces the are great. Look, look at this yeah. guy scowling. Yeah. 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 If I you mean, folks are familiar with, um, uh, what's his name now? His last name is McGuire. Keith Tarnowski, we know his first name, but Keith knows who I'm talking about because he did Justice League International at Atlas, and he was known for his expressions. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Kevin McGuire. Kevin McGuire, yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely. When I think of artists who are known for their expressions, I think of Kevin McGuire, Kurt Swan, and Nick Carty. Yeah. You could tell what the character was thinking without the word boom by just looking at their face. Right. Right. And yeah. and so in Batlash, the story and the art was by Nick Cardi. No I, anchor. I, didn't, I didn't know that. He, oh, he must have been the creator of the book, too, then. There was only like seven or eight issues, right? Yeah. Was, but I think there was a showcase issue also. There there has. I need to add those to my. I only have yeah. two. I don't have that one, though. <laughs> but you don't have one? No, you? that one I don't have. Oh. One. I got to add them to my collection because I'm, in, I'm into reading Westerns now, oh. big time. And, and Batlash. Oh. I, I, my favorite Western. And it's Aquaman. It, oh, yeah. Uh, Mira? You talk uh, about, you talk Redheads. about Redhead? Oh, yeah. That's oh, all. Yep. She was one of, you know, she's a close second to Mary Jane in my book. I will agree with that. Yes. Okay. Aquaman number 11, I think was her first appearance. She comes from the water world dimension of Zebel. C-E-B-E-L. Zebel. And I don't, I don't remember that. <laughs> and yeah. I don't remember that stuff. But thank goodness. That was for Steve. That was for Steve uh, Perel. The Zebel, the Zebel uh, reference. <laughs> hey, Steve, how you doing? <laughs> Let me turn my page over. Let's see. Um, how about, want to talk about this guy? Sure. Yeah. Joe Kubert. Joe Kubert. Um, oh, before we move on to um, Kubert, uh, Carmen Infantino was once quoted as saying, and I saw this on a, on a YouTube video when he was, uh, when he was um, uh, interviewed about 20 some odd years ago. He thinks that the best artist in comic book history is Nick Cardi. Oh, yeah. And then he, the, the man we're about to talk about is probably like if Cardi's one, the man we're about to talk about is one A. And I would not have to disagree with him because this man, Joe Kubert, yeah. wow. Uh, he's, what a body of work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, from the Golden Age on through. And, yeah. I mean, have you seen I, his Golden Age Hawkman? Yes. It's gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then his Brave and the Bull Hawkmans are. Six of the most beautiful comic books ever produced, and obviously Absolutely. he's the war artist. The war, the war, yeah, yeah. Sergeant Rock, and just yeah. now. I, I when I was a kid, I didn't like Joe Kubert. Well, I didn't read war comics, but then you'd see him on covers, like on Justice League and Superman. What the hell is who is this guy? And once yeah. in a while, they'd throw him into a you know. A, um, he did some detective comics. Called yeah, him. he drew Batman. Yeah, he drew Batman. And I, I liked Carmen Infantino. I didn't want him. I didn't get him. And I thought his work looked unfinished to me. Yeah, he's very sketchy. Yeah. And he probably does his own inks. Yeah, I don't think anybody. Yeah. I can't ever remember anybody inking him. No, and I, and personally, I liked his earlier work more. But he's like Neil Adams grew on us. Yep. Joe Kubert grew on us. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's like, bad boy. He's in my top three of all yeah. time right now. You know, it's Kirby, 
probably Swan and Cuba. Those are my those are my guys. I just he is he's like fine wine. He gets better with age. He's just an amazing. And of course, he side two pretty good uh, artists himself. His two, two oh, sons, yeah, Andy yeah. and Adam, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Those guys are they're very good also. Excellent, excellent. But yes, uh, Joe Kubert is an amazing artist, storyteller. Uh, what's his graphic novel? Notes from Sarajevo. Did he do that? I think, I think I so. Think so. Yeah. And, and I, he did a couple. He did, he did some other ones also. Uh, just an incredible storyteller, also. Yeah. So Joe Kubert. All right. Who do we have next? Which we got? Uh, Ross and Esposito. Ah, I love them. You know, put and them again, in a combo. I mean, that's to me that was. <laughs> Ross Andrew and Mike Esposito. Again, I didn't like them at the beginning. And we talked about this yeah. off camera. Uh, off whatever. Uh, when Infantino left The Flash to become art director of DC, they 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 put Mike uh, Ross Andrew and Mike Esposito on the book. And they're like, what? The Flash just gained 50 pounds in between issues. He's too fat to run like yeah. that. He can't. This can't. And I didn't get it back then, but I, I discovered his Wonder Woman work. And I discovered, and I was reading Brave and the Bold when he was doing all those team ups. Right. And then I discovered, I think his best work, The Metal Men. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And he was he wasn't no slouch with uh, Amazing Spider Man either. He had a nice. I think he had a five year run on Spider Man. Yeah. Longer yeah. than uh, Gil Kane. Yeah. Uh, uninterrupted, by the way. Maybe there was an issue here that somebody else. Yeah. Uh, and also, um, tons of westerns. I've seen some of his western work recently, and a lot of war books. Uh, specifically, yeah. the war that time forgot. Oh yeah. The the, the uh, series with all the dinosaurs and everything. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, all yeah. Ross Andrew and Mike Esposito. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Oh, uh, what great stuff. Oh. Yeah, just um, he had a way. I read somewhere, and I, I again, I'm not the artist here, so I, I I have trouble explaining this, but he had a way of drawing you into a panel uh, with the background and with. He was great with foreshortening, right? Uh huh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That yeah. was his. Especially yeah. Spider Man, you could again when they went to DC, he could let himself go even a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Okay, I mean, the composition of the pages oh, beautiful. were beautiful. I'm thinking of a, a, a page in Spider Man where Spider Man is swinging over, I think it's the Museum of Modern Art. <laughs> Interesting, but he, he he would go there and sketch these things in real time oh. and then put them into the comics. So, if you remember, he was the guy who was who was uh picked to do the artwork on the the first Marvel DC, well, the second one, actually. That's, uh, that's what's exactly in my Spider -Man head right Spider-Man versus, uh, yeah. versus Spider-Man. And they got a picture of Donald Income. It's gorgeous. gorgeous. And so everything in New York, is... they're fighting in Columbus Circle. And, oh, I know what that is. It, yeah. Everything is real. It's like it's like you're you're drawn in because not only from the artwork, but he, he's referencing real objects in the city at the time. Yeah. 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 It was, it, that. yeah, that's one of my favorite books. Oh, it's great. <laughs> Oh well, since we're on the Treasury Edition size stuff, uh, Superman versus Muhammad. Oh, Ali. we didn't talk about that with the Oh my God! Also inked by Dick Giordano. What an incredible book! I read that recently. I want to say back in the early late spring, and um, it's an amazing book. Uh, you know, and obviously, well, how could Superman get in the ring with, with Muhammad Ali? Well, Superman doesn't have a superpower, so he does. Right. But there's an alien invasion looming, and it's just a great book. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Who we got next? Well, I've got some. I've got some other people. We did Gene Colan. Um, well, we both have Don Heck. Okay, Don Heck. Uh, I think people give him don't give him enough credit. No, no, I don't think so. Avengers, either. Iron Man. Um, um, he went over and did some JLA. 
And uh, this Keith, you would know this. Uh, he did the Flash, right? Yeah, he did the Flash. He did some Flash as right, well. Yep. Mm -hmm. I would his style, and he also maybe it's a little stilted at times. But if you look at his work on the Avengers, because he has to follow Kirby again, right? Uh, Ramita Singh's got to follow Ditko. He's got to follow Kirby. There are three or four issues in a row where he's inked by Wally Wood, who, who might be the greatest inker and one of the greatest artists of all time, but definitely one of the greatest inkers. And you see Don Heck inked by Wally Wood, and you go, your tongue yeah. hangs out. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So, you know. But that's Wally Wood who's on your list, too. Yeah, I, he's on my list. Yeah, Wally Wood. And um, he would have been on my list if I thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 it's, it's so hard to. Yeah. I got 22 on this list again. <laughs> You know, I'm sure I left somebody off that shouldn't be left off. But yes, Don Heck, Don Heck did the Avengers for a long time. Uh, he did a, a great run on Iron Man. Uh, Don Heck introduced us not only to, um, in, in his Iron Man run, uh, he introduced Widow. us to the Black Widow, Hawkeye, okay. the Mandarin. Yeah. Uh, probably the Crimson Dynamo and Titanium Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, probably, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So some of the, you know, key characters in Marvel history were penciled by Don Heck. Also yeah. a great Western artist, too, that I've just recently discovered. Oh, did you? Yes, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, neither one of us were really uh, into Westerns. No, we and I could kick myself for that. I really yeah. could. Although I, I started hanging on there when uh, Marvel started doing uh, Rawhide Kid in the early 70s. Yeah, those were all re mostly all reprints, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. I've been buying those recently because they're very cheap and they're, they're fun to read. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's see. Um, okay, we got it. We still have more folks. Don't yeah. go away. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. We're going to uh, go with you. How about this guy? Oh, Starenko. Starenko. Oh, now, stylish. Oh, uh, yeah. Unlike early Barry Smith, Starenko didn't take uh, time to warm up to him. He comes out, out of the gate. Uh, yeah. Like freaking yeah. Secretariat, man. Wow. Nick Fury, that's the first thing that comes to mind, right? Yep. Well, uh, and then case Captain America. And it's Captain around. America. Oh, he only did three issues, but those. Yeah. I'm thinking of the issue, I think it's 113, uh, where Cap and quote-unquote Bucky, who's really Rick Jones, right. are about to be attacked by the Hulk who's coming around the corner of a building. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's... scary as all hell, man. <laughs> <laughs> How to, Cap and Bucky are going against the Hulk? Then they're going to be turned into mush. Wow, yes. But and, Yeah, and, and Nick Fury, I mean, he was, that was just like real... Um, uh, age secret agent, secret agent, and... very uh, what's the word I'm looking for? 60s word. I don't want to say trippy, it wasn't trippy like uh, no, like Doc, like Dicko Strange, but it was very uh, not on Vaughn Guard, is pop art, pop, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean and there's so many splash pages, you know, yeah, not, right in the middle of the story, yeah, just you uh -huh. know, where you would think you said, get a splash page, but I loved it, yeah, it's great, fantastic. And he, a lot of those stories he also wrote, so he was doing, he was writing. Penciling and inking. He had such a short. He could have run. done more than twenty issues. Then he then he did the first maybe ten issues of the Nick Fury book. It only lasted sixteen yeah. issues. But I have I but have. Then a, he disappeared. I mean, he yeah did. he 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 started he started doing histories of comic yeah, books and things like I that. Got those two. I have those. Uh, I think he made a comeback, but um, yeah, I think I not a big one. And you know what? I just thought of another artist who's not on my list because I always link Jim Stalin. Jim Stalin with oh. Jim Steranko. So I'm going to write down Jim Stalin. If we have time, we'll get to him too. Because that would be for Arco. Of course, Arco uh, is the cosmic guy. And Jim Stalin is the Marvel cosmic artist of all time. 
So, yeah, but uh, Jim Steranko was just, uh, I have a copy of his, one of his early um, uh, history of, of, of comics that's signed by him. Oh, yeah? yeah it pro uh. I probably signed for my first convention, I think, in 1971. Nice. The one you didn't make because maybe the car. Yeah, the no, I made. Bit. I was on the way back. You on the way, way back? back. Okay, yeah, you on the way back. Oh yeah, I made the. I made the. Well, I, I took I the know. subway. Hey, I wasn't driving in '71. I wasn't old enough. Yeah, yeah, I'm the old guy here. I, was, I don't think I hit my 16th birthday yet when I went to that convention. So yeah, so Jim Steranko. Um, who do you got? Who? I'm I'm looking at oh, you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're you're well, more. Want to talk about Wallywood? Definitely Wallywood. We always think of Wally as an anchor, but. Um. I recently discovered his EC work. Yeah. Horror and sci-fi. It's amazing. And you talk about detail? Yeah. Oh, my God. This man was the king of detail. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful. His women were beautiful. His guys were beautiful. Everything. Um, I, I am down for Daredevil and Agents, but yeah. Right. Um, it's, I, I love this Daredevil run. There was, a, what was, there was something else that he had. Well, remember this. When Daredevil first wore his iconic red costume, that was Wallywood. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a Wallywood issue. But, but again, he was he wasn't around enough for me. Yeah, he's be, he's before all the time. He he's most of his work was done in the fifties. Yeah. With um not with DC or it was with EC Atlas. or whatever. EC and maybe some smaller press publishers. But uh uh you know if if you're looking for folks, if you're looking for great sci fi art, that's the man. Find his yeah. EC, find what was it? I guess Weird Science was the EC uh, book that probably Weird yeah, Science. Yeah, yeah. I think you were gorgeous, about. gorgeous artwork. Okay, let me just turn right. this over. Whoa, no, no, oh, no, 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 oh, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. Bob Brown. Bob Brown. Bob I, Brown. I, I was thinking of him. I okay. didn't put him on the list, but I was thinking of him. I loved his. He, he's underrated too, right? Yeah. Again, he's got to follow Jack Kirby on right. the Challenge of the Unknown. And word to the word to the wise here, folks. If you can get a hold of. One of the, uh, I think it's, it's either volume one or two, my probably courses over between both, but the archives of Challenges of the Unknown, yeah. volume, one, volume one and two, you will see uh, Jack Kirby inked by Wally Wood. Oh, right. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Unfreaking uh. believable. But yes, then Bob Brown takes over. Uh, wow, his challenge is great. It was. It was terrific. And, it, and he ate his own stuff, right? I think so. I Again, did I didn't see credits. Um, and then, yeah, he did some Batman. Batman in the late Silver Age. Yes. Didn't he? He he did. What he did something else. Okay. Uh, he you did know, Daredevil. He, yes. Run on Daredevil. Yes. yes. Yeah. There you go. You got it out faster than I did. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Nice run on Daredevil with the uh, uh, Steve Gerber, who was writing the book at the time, or Gerber, one of the most underrated comic book writers of all time. But yes, Bob Brown is. Uh, uh, yeah, I liked him when he was inked by Dick Giordano too. Or anybody, Dick. Yeah, yeah. Did. Okay, he made anybody's artwork, including this man, Dick Dillon. Yes, who had a tremendously long run. Just he had a era. long run. I wouldn't have put him on my list unless he was inked by. <laughs> okay, but he had a long run. He was good. He he wasn't. He he wouldn't have been in my top twenty or whatever. He was better when he was on Blackhawk. And he oh, was inked okay. by Chuck Kudera. Kudera. I, I'll take your word on that one. Yeah. I did. I, I, yeah, that's strange that I did like him on on uh, Blackhawk. Because he, he had a better inker. And I uh, wasn't as big a fan on uh, 
Justice, Justice League, League, unless he was inked by he. There was a run of I'd say about ten issues where he, when Len Wein was writing the book, right after issue one hundred, where he was inked by Dick, Dick Giordano, and it's what I remember name dropping here. Uh, I saw Len at a convention early seventies, and I said, Len, um, uh, did is Dylan uh, uh, just doing the the uh, breakdowns, and is Dick Giordano finishing? He goes, No, Joe, that's Dick Dylan. See what happens when you give him a good inker? Oh, yeah. And he said, don't repeat that. <laughs> but, but yes, we, so sometimes, uh, um, I hate to use this word mediocre, because all these people are incredibly talented. Yes. But yes, so, not you know, so, uh, uh, somebody who's not Kirby or, or Kubert, when you give them a, a great inker, like, who's also a great artist, like Dick Giordano, it elevates their work. Yeah. Yeah. So Dick Dillon, yeah. And how about this guy? Irv Novick. Yeah. Black Hawks again. Yeah. Batman. Now, Irv, you know, people think of the late 60s and Bronze Age as uh, Adams. And we said before, Adams only did maybe 13 right. Batman right. stories. A lot of Batman covers. Most of the heavy lifting was done by Irv Novick. Yeah. Yeah. Inside the book. Yeah. Ink by Dick Giordano. Yeah. So, yeah. And Irv Novick was uh, been around for a long time. I think he started in the 40s. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he did. Um, I know he did a lot of westerns in the 50s. He did a ton of Blackhawk, but I think we most we remember for Batman. Yeah. yeah. Great, great uh, Batman yeah. artist. So good one. I'm glad you uh, put that down. Okay. Oh, wait. Oh, we got one. Here we go. Alex Toth. Yeah. Now, again, I didn't get Alex Toth as a kid. I didn't understand what was going on. I and I probably didn't read much of it because um, a DC War and Westerns, Eclipso in House of Secrets, I think it was House yeah. of Secrets. Yes, 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 yes. But I didn't get that. And again, here's me struggling with artistic terms. But when I think of Toth, he's the guy I think of, of light and shadow more than anything else. And um, I'm thinking of, he did, a, he did two issues of Rip Hunt the Time Master. I had to get right. them recently. MyComicShop.com. They're gorgeous. There's this one splash page where they're running down a market, I think in ancient uh, uh, um, Cairo. You know, they're, oh. they're time masters. They travel through time. Yeah. And they're running down a market, and he doesn't leave anything out. They're knocking over carts. They're running over a cobblestone road, and you can actually see the cracks in the cobblestones. But the composition is so incredible. It's just, guy blew me away. It was a quiet taste, but now, if I see a book that's that he, that he, he penciled, I try to get that book. Much yeah. I like him. Yeah. yeah, he did um, a four-issue run with um, Black Canary. In the back of Adventure Comics? Was no, it was, just, it was a mini-series. Okay. No, you're going to you're gonna have to find that. I'm going to this down. Black Canary. I thought I had all the Black Canary comics. I'd pull it out, but I, I sold it. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> let's not get to what I saw, please. <laughs> Try and size section number one. Oh. Uh, Adventures one and four. Back in the wow. day. I'm going to have the conversation. We're not going to get that. No, yep, no, no. This no. is a happy upbeat yep, up yep, yep, purchase. Yep, We're not yep. getting that. So there, is there anybody left? Well, how about Jim Starlin? I don't think he, he's not nuts. Uh, he's, he's Bronze Age, right? Well, yeah, but he's Bronze Age. I'm not a big fan. Okay, why? I, uh, uh, I, I think he's, I, 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 I find him stiff. I don't know. Um, 
they uh, I don't know. I can't tell you. It's just it's just a thing. It's just a feel. I will I'm not a big fan. I You know, Arco just fell off his chair. I know, I know. <laughs> Believe me, when he when I heard him to, you know, I mean the story doesn't take anything away from the comic and the story. I enjoy. He wrote a lot of those books too, by the way. And fantastic. No problem with it. He's just not my favorite. Okay. When it comes to the artwork. Sure. That's all. That's I mean, we I don't know everybody on this list, he would be the last one on my right. on the list. Well, you know what? I added him as the last one. So, I, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. But so, I do like him and um I think if you want to see him at his best, uh you have to catch him at the end of um uh, the whole uh, Warlock saga. Right. It keeps getting better and better. And then there are two annuals. Oh, there's a Marvel team-up annual, and there's an Avengers annual. And I wish Arco was here because he could tell us exactly the numbers and, and what. But uh, they're gorgeous books. I have a Warlock edition collection at home. Uh, they call them now gallery editions. Right. They're oversized books, you know, like, a, oh. like the, almost the size of page you were drawing. Right. Oh, and, really? Um, I have the Warlock. It's all Jim Stalin. It has those two annuals in it. I think it's gorgeous, but no, okay. Well, let's not end on a on. A, let's try to try to. Who is there anybody we've missed? Let's see. Let's see. Anybody on your list? Because I think I checked off all of mine. Um, so I'm not sure. I mean, I did we talk about Jim Aparo? We took over. No, for we Jim. didn't talk. We didn't talk about. He's Jim the guy Apparel. that takes over in the late '60s. So this is Silver Age, right? Uh, Cardi leaves. Uh, Aquaman. I, I'm going to say. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Aparo comes in, and the first few issues, he's, it's kind of, he's, he makes the mistake of what Ramita Sr. did, taking over for uh, Ditko. He's trying to, and if you look at yes, it, it's the long story, the search for Mira. To, it lasted a year and a half because the book was by a month. And his Aquaman is bulky, and it's not anywhere near as graceful as, um, as Nick Cardi's. But then he develops his own style, and he decides, I guess, I don't know, maybe it was his decision or editorial, he's Aquaman. Make him look like a swimmer. Right. And yeah, he does. Yeah, and he does. I was going to say, he's he's not bulky, he's smooth, he's... Yes. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You, you can see him moving through the waves. Yeah. Through the, yeah. And that's the search for Mira. It's what... I, 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 this story precedes the Kree-Skrull War. I think it's the first long form story in in comic. Not, it's not that's not true. The Monster Society Evil in the nineteen forties with Captain Marvel is the first oh. twenty two issues, something like that. But for DC and Marvel, this is one of the first long form stories. The Search for Mira, written by Skate Steve Skates, and beautifully illustrated by Jim Apparel. And of course, Apparel becomes. I've heard people say this when who's your Batman artist? I would say it's Neil Adams. You could say it's Irv Novick, but a lot of people say it's Jim Farrow. Oh, yeah. I, I both, right? would not argue that at all. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, th I would say he's probably drawn... More Batman more, than anybody? Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. I, you know, I mean, because Brave and Bold... He did Brave and Bold artwork. He did, he did, and in the 80s, he did Batman. And he, he I'm, Batman. I'm just saying, in addition yeah. to... Yeah, he's definitely yeah. Batman. No, he, he even had a run on Green Arrow. The Green Arrow book that was the mature audience book uh -huh. when um, Mike Grell leaves, Jim uh, they bring in Jim Apparel. I yeah was in my interim gap time. Oh, that's when you were not reading. Okay, yeah. yeah. I only had one gap that was around when DC went from their infamous uh, New Fifty Two to the more infamous DC U uh -huh. around two thousand fourteen fifteen. Uh -huh. 
I didn't get it. I dropped everything but Justice League of America, Justice League, Justice League, because it was um, it was um, um, Jeff Johns and uh, God, who was the artist? I'm trying help me, Keith. I'm trying to, I kept I kept reading that, but um, yeah. Oh well, um, that's my only. That's my only. Yeah, thing. my gap was like um, was a little after Adrian was born. So is it, it, is was, it in the issue gap? It was at nineteen. I'm going to say eighty. To 1985. Wow. I, I stopped in a Pathmark store and there was John Byrne. Oh, uh, see, I was going to ask about. Uh, yeah, see that John Sergeant Rock, by the way, please. What's that? Who's that oh. Sergeant Rock? Okay, so oh, oh, and then what a great cover. See, I pulled this out. I remember that. I bought this as a kid off the newsstand. What year is that, Rich? Let's, let's, this is. Okay, folks, you ready for this? Listen to this. 1969. Yep, I bought it. 25 cents. <laughs> yep. And this is either 13 all, or 14, depending on when it came out. All Kubert work. Beautiful. You know, and yeah. Ooh. But John Byrne, I saw John Byrne hit Superman on uh, The Man of Steel. Here's somebody we forgot. Rush yes. Heath. That was the, that oh was the other my reason God. why I kept that out. I, I, I interrupted your John Byrne story, so go no, ahead. No, no, no. It, it's just when I saw John Byrne on the stand in Pathmark, um, I picked it up and right back into comics. That was it. It was Beautiful. Well, John that's Burnham. why they put John Byrne on the Man of Steel because they want to get people back at the comics. And it's, uh, look at this Lois Lane. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Absolutely. Yeah, Dick Giordano. Yep. Thanks. Okay. Uh, and the friend that uh, friend that I worked with at Barnes and Noble for, for a few years, uh, we did a, uh, uh, an interview with him recently. Keith Williams. Yeah. Started doing the backgroundings when uh, uh, when the, uh, this book graduated to Superman. Yeah, and, and also action comics. So my buddy Keith Williams uh, was in, was worked for John John Byrne. Yeah, uh, I love that's my favorite origin of Superman. Oh yeah, hands uh, down. And Rich handed me a copy of Our Army at War number two seventy three from October seventy four and opened it up and I realized oh my god we forgot to talk about Russ Heath. Russ Heath is it? Great war artist, Sea Devils. Yes. Oh. Beautiful, almost realistic-ish. Yep. Yeah. By comparison, I mean the. I always kind of conflate him with Severn, John Severn. Yes. Right. Yeah. They're both, yeah, but amazing, amazing stuff. Yeah, I'm glad write this down. Russ Heath. How could I forget him? Holy crap! All right. So there you go. So I think we hit. I think we hit now. Just to to show you, you know, not making this stuff up. We are broadcasting from the Richie Garofolo uh, Comic Art Museum, by the way, folks. And Richie, <laughs> Richie is um, bringing something up over. All right. So incredible. All right. This now this is all your. This is all your work. Yeah. I, I yes. I copied panels um, from comics. A, Let me guess the artist. Okay. Now this is um, it's a collage yeah, of it's a collage comic panels, and there's one, two, three, four, five, six seven eight nine um different panels okay All well right. the hawkman in the top left corner that's joe kubert yeah uh i don't know i don't know who these two are here they're the, the blonde and the little kid uh, uh but that oh that's batlash yes that's that's nick carney yes that's and on the right top right that's common infantino's golden age golden age flash with the with the uh the colander on his head yeah. your mom used to put the uh drain the macaroni <laughs> uh, right and then he's got a that I, I thought when I first saw that, I thought that was uh Adam Austin, aka Gene Cohen. That's yeah. a, that's the best thing on the on yeah. the page. I love that. That's fantastic. Yeah, that is a great, great 
homage to that a great artist. And then we've got Scott and Gene. Ah, uh, not Werner Roth. I think so. Yeah, okay, Werner Roth. Okay, yeah, so. okay, yeah. yeah. Definitely Werner Roth. Yeah, okay, yeah. yes. Then we've got a Mac Ray Boy. Uh, is that Mac Ray Boy's? Um... I don't remember. Okay, uh, uh, Captain Marvel Jr.? Captain Marvel Jr. Wonder Boy. Captain and Marvel. is that a Bob Brown uh, Warlock? I'm going to say that's um, Gil Kane. Gil Kane, okay. Oh, that's right, because Kane did the first two first two issues of the Marvel premiere, and then maybe the first two issues of the regular book, and then Brown took over, and then yeah. later on, the guy you didn't like took over. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> There's Black Canary. And? And, oh, well, that's... Alex Toth. That's Alex Toth. Oh, I guess I can tell by the... Uh, cleavage? What? The cleavage. And, oh, but but the, the way you blocked it out, yeah. right? Okay, yeah. yeah. And, and of course, that is an artist we didn't talk about, and oh. that is the great... And why am I drawing a blank? <laughs> oh, the spirit, uh, Will Eisner. Yes. 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 Um, wow. So, anyway, yeah. So that's that's all on one poster. These things are going to be on our Instagram page, folks. Uh, Rich will take some pictures. Pictures. I'll send to James. I'll take some pictures of the stuff of the comic books I talked about. This could this, we could like blow the whole thing up the Instagram account. But poor James, look out, James, you're going to get a lot of stuff. <laughs> you know. But um, amazing. It's just I love talking about these great artists because. Um, you know, that's part of our childhood, yeah. really. Yeah, in our it early is. adulthood. Um, in our they, they inspired me to, inspired to me draw. Um, you, Joe can see. And yes. There's incredible curvy, stuff around this Kirby, 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 Kirby. Yeah, yeah. they're all Kirby. A lot of Kirby <laughs> for except, except for the collage. And that's when I get uh, the best of all the I world. think it's fitting if we end with Jack Kirby. We talked about it at the beginning, but Kirby started, as you as you pointed out to me because I forgot that he was the co-creator of Captain America with Joe Simon, another great writer and artist also. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Um, but is, is, is it fair to say that Jack Kirby basically created the, the um, what's the word, iconography or, or, or the language of comic books, but, you know, back even back in the day? I, yeah. Because, I mean, I've, I've looked at a lot of um, uh, Golden Age comic books and Mac Rayboy was great, and obviously uh, Will Eisner was great, and uh, Lou Fine. Right, yeah. But well, then you see other yeah. guys, like, oh, yeah. like Bob Kane, and, uh, and even Siegel, and Schu even Jerry Siegel. But you see Jack Kirby at the beginning of this all with these dynamic, dynamic. pages, right? And I, wasn't he one of the first with the splash page? I think so. I'm, I'm pretty sure he was. I, But... I think when you open up Captain America number one, this is splash page, right? Pretty yeah. sure, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, so, no, incredible. Kirby, there's, there's no getting around it. Um, the imagination, mm -hmm. the talent. It's probably fair to say that if 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 Marvel had started up uh, when Marvel when Atlas becomes Marvel in in 1961, and and they get this idea for Fantastic Four, if Lee didn't have Kirby, forget it. Doing that, yeah, there'd yeah, be no Marvel, there'd probably be no Marvel comics, and there would have been no MCU and all those billions of dollars that were made, yeah, over the past 15 years. Wouldn't have, wouldn't have been uh, wouldn't happen because he he is you know, there's um, there was two kings there was Elvis, <laughs> and there's and there's and there's Jack Kirby, yeah. I don't, I don't think there's you know, much to, and I've I've run across a few people in my in my life who don't do not like Kirby, 
Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, your first first inclination is like, you know, hold off and, you know, (laughs) but and hit him. But then you know, that's the Brooklyn boy. Yeah, it's a Brooklyn in me. But then, like, you said, well, okay, tell me why. He probably wasn't, I mean, his anatomy is different from most anybody's, right? Yeah. Yeah. And his his, um, style changed over the years. I mean, you know, Cap was lean and lanky really in the beginning and um more boxy yes his style changed as he was getting older and whatnot but nobody could tell a story like he could and we we were missed we were talking about kirby don't mention when he left marvel and came to dc in his fourth world right and from that we get dark side new genesis apocalypse I mean, Mr. Miracle, Mr. Miracle, the demon, the new gods. I mean, they're just incredible. And uh, the man was so profoundly creative, prolifically creative and profound too. But yeah, he was, he was incredible. Um, so I guess we're going to wrap it up here. Yep. It's been a, an hour, oh, it's a, a tidy hour and five minutes. Didn't think we'd get here today, folks, with all the problems we had beforehand. Because <laughs> Joe couldn't remember the damn password. But it, I, I, you know, thank, thank you, Jays, for helping us out. Yeah. Uh, once again, it's like a double up the gap in the bottom of the ninth to win the ball game. So uh, uh, you can find us, folks, uh, on Instagram and uh, something else. <laughs> I'm not on Instagram. I'm not on anything. Facebook. Oh, oh Facebook. Thanks, Rich. Facebook. That's and right. we appreciate your comics. You know, we love you. Uh, we appreciate your your patronage of this of this broad of this broadcast and this this. Uh, um, uh, what the hell is podcast? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and we love Rich and I love doing these things, and this is a hoot doing this together, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. we did it. We did it. <laughs> yes, we did it. So thanks again, and there's going to be more of these in the future. Uh, I guess at some point we have to talk about the writers, right, of the Silver Age. Yep. So um, uh, get those comments in, questions. I know you got a lot, Steve Perel. So don't disappoint me. So take care, everybody, and be well. Take care.